0: It's one o'clock, I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines, pan-democrat legislators disrupt the chief executive's LegCo question-and-answer session on her policy address. Lawyers for the so-called Snowden refugees are appealing to Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau for help. Security is tight around the house of the late reformist Communist Party chief, Xiaoxi Yang, on what would be his 100th birthday. Chief Executive's LegCo question and answer session on her policy address has been marred by protests from the opposition camp. Candice Wong reports.
1: The CE was greeted with protests by a group of opposition lawmakers who lined up along her route to the chamber and chanted slogans. At the start of the session, the lawmakers, holding white flowers often seen at funerals, attempted to observe a minute's silence for those they said had died during the four months of protests in Hong Kong, but LegCo President Andrew Leung shot down their request, but that didn't stop the pan-democrats and as soon as Mrs. Lam started speaking, they shouted out that. That she was unfit to rule Hong Kong due to the ongoing protests. LegCo President Andrew Lang had to suspend the meeting twice and at least 6 pandems were kicked out during the session. Over a 19-minute period, only 3 lawmakers were able to ask questions about the policy address and they were all from the pro-Beijing DAB party. They asked about welfare-related policies and whether the CE would help police officers whose their families and children were being doxxed and bullied. The CE replied that she was thankful for the force efforts over the past months and that the government is willing to review local laws to better cope with potential online bullying cases.
0: The Professionals Guild lawmaker Kenneth Leung says he believes violent protests will subside if the upcoming district council elections are seen as fair and effective. He said the chief executive Carrie Lam's policy speech yesterday was irrelevant for emphasising land and housing when there was a dire need to address the more than four months of political unrest. He agreed with Mrs Lam that it wasn't the right time to discuss political reform until the violence went down. But he told our THK's Hong Kong Today programme that dialogue would help.
1: If we want a better Hong Kong, I think we need to sit down and talk. But if the government keep on making some stupid decisions and to stir up sentiments from the public, then that would not be a good atmosphere. But I think all sides would need to calm down and sit down and talk. Of course, we have the district council election coming up and if we want the district council election to be a truly a fair and effective election, I think balance
2: should go down.
0: Speaking on the same programme, executive councillor and chairperson of the New People's Party, Regina Ip, said Mrs Lam had decided against tackling many of the deep-seated problems affecting Hong Kong. She described Mrs Lam's policy dress as lightweight, much like that of a caretaker administration.
2: I don't think universal suffrage is a panacea. But the issues of identity, sense of loss of direction, the degradation of our education, a lot of the youth problems, they need to be addressed. There will be no quick fixes. But clearly, the chief executive
1: did not think now is the right time to deal with these issues.
0: Pan Democrat lawmakers have condemned an attack on protest organizer Jimmy Sham, saying it's meant to intimidate peaceful demonstrators and disrupt the district council elections. Police say the Civil Human Rights Front convener was assaulted by up to five men with hammers last night, the second attack on him in two months. Pan Democrats say at least seven pro democracy activists have been attacked in the past four months, and they fear violence against them will worsen, is Hong Kong first lawmaker Claudia Moe.
2: We can't help feeling that this uh, entire Thing is uh, part of this plan to uh, shed blood on Hong Kong's peaceful protests. If you think you're being peaceful and you're safe, you're not. And so uh, think twice before you uh, take to the street. It also happens that uh, Jimmy is also running in the uh, upcoming District Council election. And this attack might just once again politically motivated, not just on the protest front, but on the election
0: front. Mr. Sham is running against incumbent Michael Wong in the Shatin District Council election. The Chief Secretary Matthew Cheung says the attack on Mr. Sham is unacceptable. Mr. Cheung was speaking on a radio phone-in programme to discuss the chief executive's policy address. Some young callers said housing, which was widely covered in the speech, wasn't their main concern, and they said the public wanted an independent inquiry into the whole political unrest. Lawyers for the so-called Snowden refugees are appealing directly to Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau to help them while he still can. First of the refugees, asylum seeker who helped shelter American whistleblower Edward Snowden in Hong Kong in 2013, arrived in Canada in March. However, two more families remain in Hong Kong, with no news about the progress or prospects of their private sponsorship's refugee claim. Lawyer Robert Thibault is appealing directly to Mr Trudeau to assist the families and their stateless children.
1: Mr Trudeau, his office and Mr Trudeau have decided not to comment on the letter I've sent to him, and he's forwarded it on to Minister of Immigration, Ahmed Hussain. But my question is, with Mr Trudeau having three children of similar age to the Snowden refugees, you know, what are his views on the Snowden refugee children? His government's decision to have divided the family of Vanessa Kiena Kiena from her father and half-siblings... What are his feelings about that? Is this the way he would expect the Canadian government to treat his own children should they ever be in the situation that my client's children are in?
0: The chairman of the Bar Association Philip Dykes has defended the body speaking out against the use of excessive police force saying it's unquestionable that rule of law embraces that all that government acts must comply with the law. This comes after his deputy Edwin Choi resigned from the Bar Council accusing the body of not doing enough to condemn violence of local protesters in the month-long protests. In the largest sea smuggling case this year, the Customs Department says it has foiled an attempt to smuggle electronic goods that are worth some $20 million out of Hong Kong. Officers said goods such as integrated circuits, hard disks and USB drives were seized in the operation in Tung Chung on Tuesday evening. Six men were chased after they allegedly started offloading the goods from a seven-seater and onto a speedboat at Ma Chung Pier. Suspects then jumped onto the vessel and fled towards mainland waters. Outing commander Horace Powell from the Marine Strike and Strategic Planning Division said his officers nearby gave chase but failed to intercept them.
2: At that light, it is the dark side and also strong wind as uh, the weather. Moreover, the speedboat use the speed around 50 lots and we have a quick tracing from the west of the land. Moreover, there's also many construction works over the airport and creating many obstacles for us to tracing. This is the difficulty that we make to trace that people.
0: Security is tight around the house of the late Communist Party chief Zhao Ziyang on what would have been his 100th birthday. Police and plainclothes officers lined the streets around his house in Beijing and banned everyone except family and former colleagues from entering to pay tribute. Mr. Zhao was considered a reformist icon of the Communist Party and opposed sending tanks into Tiananmen Square to crack down on the June 4th pro democracy movement we 30 years ago. He was purged from the party after the failed student uprising and spent the rest of his life in virtual house arrest. He died in 2005. Officials at the US State Department have announced restrictions on the movements of Chinese diplomats. Staff at all Chinese foreign missions in the US will now be required to give advance notice of any meetings with state, local and municipal officials, as well as at educational and research institutions. Washington said it was intended to mirror Beijing's restrictions on the free movement of American diplomats in China. The US House of Representatives has voted overwhelmingly to condemn President Trump's decision to withdraw American forces from northeastern Syria, leaving the Kurds to face a Turkish invasion. 129 Republican members of the House voted with their Democrat colleagues to pass a resolution. Senior Democrats in Congress said a meeting afterwards with the President to discuss Syria erupted with Mr Trump attacking the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi as a third-rate politician. She spoke to reporters after the meeting.
2: I think the president was very shaken up by the fact that 350 was that 350, 300 354.
0: 354 I have to make sure I had the number correct. Uh, and that means the majority, a big majority of the Republicans
2: voted. We witnessed on the part
0: of the yeah. president was a meltdown. Sad to say. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson will travel to a crucial summit of EU leaders in Brussels later today as efforts continue to secure a Brexit deal that will be acceptable in London. British and EU negotiators worked late into the night to finalise a legal text, but reports suggest that Democratic Unionist MPs from Northern Ireland, whose support is crucial, were still reluctant to accept the plan. The BBC's Kevin Connolly reports. After days of reports that the Brexit talks were making good progress, EU leaders were gather in Brussels, hoping for history, but bracing for bumps in the road. There were rumours yesterday that the process was almost complete, but that complications in London, negotiations at Westminster, had held things up. The Brexit representative for the EU Parliament, Guy Verhofstadt, said it was possible that a deal could be done at this summit, adding that progress had been made possible because Boris Johnson had given ground. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,859. That's 195 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $41 billion. Currencies. The US dollar is trading at 108.74 yen. Euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 10 cents. And the pound is worth ten Hong Kong dollars and five cents. South Korea's national soccer team have described the World Cup qualifier against North Korean Pyongyang as a rough match played under strange conditions. It ended in a scoreless draw on Tuesday at the huge Kim Il Sung Stadium, which was empty of spectators. There was also a media blackout and the South Korean side complained their opponents were very rough. South Korean Soccer Association is considering whether to complain to FIFA over what he said was the North's failure to properly accommodate the visiting team and block media and spectators. Sport
2: now and here's Adam Cheung. The Hong Kong international footballer Chung Hui Kee has made a winning debut for FC Kilmarnock ladies. The 21-year-old started for the second-tier Scottish side and helped her team to a 2-0 victory over Partick Tissell. Chung joined the club earlier this year, having spent the last two seasons with Hong Kong's Kitchee. The winger was also instrumental in helping Hong Kong's national team achieve their best-ever result at the Asian Games by reaching the quarterfinals in Jakarta last year. Spanish football giants Barcelona are expected to reject a request from La Liga to move the El Clasico on the 26th of October from the Nou Camp to Real Madrid's Bernabeu Stadium over fears of civil unrest. There have been days of protests in Barcelona after nine Catalan separatist leaders were jailed on Monday and more protests are expected in the city on the day of the match. Radio Catalonia's Ernest Macias says neither side is keen on moving the game.
1: As far as I know, they disagree. They prefer to play the first game in Barcelona. Uh, this is my first idea, because uh, there's only 10 days uh, for the game to be played there, and uh, now a change would be inconvenient for everybody. But nobody really knows what will happen, because next Friday, Friday for example, there's a general strike scheduled for, for Friday, and then, as I said, there's a big demonstration. But many other demonstrations take place um, spontaneously. So at this point, nobody really knows what will happen.
2: The baseball playoffs took a break on Wednesday as Game 4 of the American League Championship Series was postponed due to bad weather in New York. The Houston Astros hold a 2-1 series lead over the Yankees who have lost two straight following a promising start to the postseason. Our U.S. sports commentator Ray Jovanovich says an extra day off will not do the Yankees any good.
1: The Astros are up two games to one in that series. Today's game four of the
0: ALCS has been canceled due to really bad weather on the East Coast. Got to favor the Astros for sure. Again, it's going to come down to great pitching, and we know that the Astros, along with the Washington Nationals, have the two best pitching rotations in baseball. Anytime you give a a staff like that an extra day, that's only going to help them. As we've been saying all season long, the Astros are the team to beat.
2: The man who guided the Chicago Cubs to their memorable World Series win in 2016 has gone back to his old club. Joe Madden has agreed a three-year deal to become manager of the Los Angeles Angels, where he spent the first three decades of his baseball career. The 65-year-old replaces Brad Ausmus, who was fired after just one season. The Angels finished with 90 losses, their worst record in 20 years. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, the top stories once again.
0: Pan-Democrat legislators disrupt the chief executive's let-go us question-and-answer session on her policy address. Lawyers for the so-called Snowden refugees are appealing to Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau for help. And security is tight around the house of the late reformist Communist Party chief, Xiao Xi Yang, on what would be his 100th birthday. The news from RTHK. Because you're a sky, because you're a sky. I want to die in your arms Seek it like We'll be
1: Thursday afternoon, the 17th of October. You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Karen Coe. And I'll be with you all the way through till 3 o'clock this afternoon. We just heard a sky full of stars. I don't know about stars, but it's definitely a sky full of sun today. Gorgeous day, 29 degrees, 54% humidity. Wonderful if you can get out there and enjoy it. On today's show, after two o'clock, we're going to be joined by Anthony Chan of the British Council to hear about an exciting Artist in Residence program, which is taking place in Manchester in the United Kingdom, and that's open to aspiring Hong Kong artists, so we'll